Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. We have a special treat from you, for you, not from you, but for you today. Back from the dead, Joey Gilkey, uh, who was recently in a terrible accident, but has fought to get back here just so that he can be on this show and share some amazing value with you today. He's the CEO of Sales Driven Agencies, helped over 250 agencies get their sales operations and systems right, and has generated nearly half a billion dollars in agency revenue. And when he's not doing that, you can find him shooting guns, drinking expensive bourbon, and riding four-wheelers in no particular order. Uh, We won't talk about (laughs) the wreck and how those things might be related. But with all of that, Joey, really appreciate you being here today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It is a treat to be here. Glad that we can... uh can still do this. I think I might have scheduled this podcast before I got in my wreck, so I'm glad I'm here to, to make it happen. Well, that was a scary email to get from your assistant. Um, you know, something along the lines of, Joey is very sorry, if, but he can't make it to the recording because <laughs> he was in an accident. Then I saw the pictures on social and you were in rough shape and I'm just glad you're okay and that you could make it here today. Well, thanks, man. Like I said, I'm, I live to record another podcast here with you. <laughs> So with that, uh, just so everybody has full context, I'd love to give you an opportunity to share what you do and who you serve in your own words. Cool, man. Yeah, so I run a couple things. Uh, Sales Driven Agency is my main bread and butter in the space and and what I would say I'm most quote unquote known for. Um, But Sales Driven Agency is kind of what you said. We build out sales operations for agencies, hence the name Sales Driven Agency. I believe that agencies should and um, would uh, benefit from being driven by their sales department. And oftentimes they don't know how to do that. I'm sure we can get into what a sales department entails, the the people, the process, and the enablement. Um, but we actually come in and we, we do that for you. So I have my entire team. We've got an entire recruiting team for salespeople. I've got an entire tech team for building out the, the CRM and tech stack. And we have all of our process nerds who know how to build campaigns and build processes and frameworks for you and your team to run on. Um, that's sales driven agency. I work only with digital agencies. And then outside of that passion project of mine, I, I own a mastermind specifically for seven and eight figure agency CEOs called the best damn agency mastermind. Uh, yes, we are arrogant and cocky and that is why we call ourselves the best damn anything. So that's a little bit about me. So fast forward those five or six years, um, you know, we say in the intro over 250 agencies, but how many sales processes have you built and how many agents have you seen the inside of, um, just so everyone has some context on what the sample is here when we start talking about the specifics? Yeah. Yeah. I think my bio says 250, I think, but we're adding about eight a month. So it's probably like 350 at this point since the last time that was probably written. Uh, but 300, north of 300 agencies, um, ranging from smaller agencies, which we don't work as much with these days, you know, the, the 500K agency. Um, nowadays, we kind of focus our sweet, our like a really, really sweet spot where we can make the most impact, add seven figures to their their top line, at least in a very short amount of time is in that one and a half to seven and a half million we find. 
Uh, once they get above that, it's a little bit more complex and, and we make a big impact, but it's just through small tweaks instead of building out a full, you know, full operation. Kind of this very similar space that we work in. So across 300 plus agencies, what I'm sure you've seen some patterns. What are the patterns that you see in terms of the mistakes or the gaps that are holding agencies back from scaling their business and really being in a place where they've got a full pipeline at all times, um, which, you know, is kind of the precursor to all the stuff that I like to talk about, which is how to optimize profitability, which of course is only useful if you've got an outsized amount of work to do. Yeah. Bottom line doesn't matter if you don't have top line. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah. And I think a, a very common mistake I see a lot of, I don't, I don't call it a mistake. I just think it is a, a path that most take, which is they are not salespeople. They do not have a sales background. Therefore, they don't know sales. They don't know how to create a business that is driven by sales. And so for them, they choose in their eyes, the easier path, which is how is it that I can accelerate referrals? How is it I can accelerate inbound? How is it that I can accelerate, you know, building funnels and creating content every day and every month or every week, every month, you know, like that's, that's what they envision for themselves. And unfortunately in a extremely crowded space, like digital marketing um, agencies specifically, you're swimming in a red ocean oftentimes. And so I, I think it's really difficult for you to get paid what you're worth, work with the clients you really dream of working with and want to work with uh, and enjoy right what you're doing because you're typically taking who comes to you if anyone comes to you at all. That has a, a kind of a daisy chain effect where because it's really saturated, the lead flow is not consistent and not uh, the quantity is not what it should be, the volume it typically leaves the founder stuck in the sales cockpit, right? Like the, the founder, the CEO, the agency owner who isn't a salesperson, didn't have a sales background, didn't start this to be a salesperson or, or, or run a sales department. They are tasked with handling every lead because it's inconsistent. It's unpredictable. They don't know when the next one's coming and how valuable it's going to be. And they know that if they pass it off to someone else, the close rate is going to plummet. People are coming because of you. And so you get stuck in this vortex of, I want to get out of sales, but I can't afford to. And so that's where I see most agencies making the most mistake. And it typically, you know, even if you're amazing at what you do, I don't see agencies, you know, on a very rare occasion will I see an agency get past the 3 million in revenue mark with that type of situation. You know, it's something that we see all the time as well. We have a lot of agencies that come to us for, you know, profitability problems. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, this kind of leads me into another question, but like, what does it mean to be a sales driven agency? Uh, Cause I want to double click on that for a moment just to set the context. Great. Yeah. So I like to explain it in three categories. It's, it is an agency that is driven by the sales department that is able to grow predictably, sustainably, scalably. I don't even know if scalably is a real word, but we'll just say it is. Um, but predictably meanings it, we grow with predictability. I can predict how many leads are going to come in at the rate at which I'm going to close them and the amount that I'm going to charge them. Right. That allows me to forecast. It allows me to make really big decisions. Right. You're the money guy you understand how important it is to know what's coming down the pipe and being able to almost to the, you know, the, the dollar be able to predict what the revenue is going to look like, looks like, and should look like in the future. If you continue down a certain path, right? Predictability, sustainability. I see a lot of agencies silver bullet hunting, right? Looking for that one thing that gets them through this next quarter, this next half, this next year, Right, maybe it's start a podcast and invite your ideal customers on as guests, or it's 
At one point, it was LinkedIn automation. Let's run LinkedIn automation to our target market, and that's how we're going to get leads coming in the door. And it used to be building funnel, you know, all these things like the silver bullet of what's the thing that's going to work for me today. The unfortunate part of that is that when you are are so selective with how you grow and you become attached to that thing and you become dependent upon that thing, if that thing alters, changes, or goes away in any way, you plummet, right? You you ride the wave of the tactic. And so for LinkedIn automation, a lot of people were crushing it for a long time, myself included, about six years ago. Uh, about three years ago, it got really saturated. And now it's so regulated in terms of service and conditions for LinkedIn. You can't do shit on theirs. I don't know if we can cuss on here. Sorry. Uh, you can't do anything on on uh, my podcast. I like say the F word all the time, so I'm used to cussing. <laughs> but um, you can't do anything on LinkedIn super productively outside of like create content. And that's more of an organic play. So that's a long winded way of saying sustainability means you are sustainable. You are not going to go with the waves. You are, you have your set processes in place. You have your tactics, sure, that you want to bolt on. But at the end of the day, you have your way of growing that is holistic. It's on the channel. It's not super dependent on any one thing. Um, and you'll get thrown to and fro by the waves um, of the market. So this is the reason that, you know, like you're on the show today, Joey, because like we, our thesis when we started this podcast was like, there's too many people talking about sales and new business and not enough talking about how to be profitable after. But we break that rule <laughs> every right. once in a while for people that we are aligned to. I love the way that you teach. You know, you and I like to draw on our iPads and use visuals for models. And <laughs> That's right. your thesis on sales is very aligned to ours where, and we talk about this all the time. I actually just had this conversation with a client yesterday where it's like, they think they're suffering from starvation, but part of it's indigestion. And the type of work that you ingest into the agency, the types of things you have to do for clients, that starts with what you're selling. It starts with who you're going after, who you're getting on phone calls with. And so much of the mm -hmm. stuff that we teach about, you know, protecting scope and having a process and defining your estimates and building operational systems, that all starts with a being really clear about what you do and who you do it for and being able to fill your pipeline right. with those opportunities such that you can show up to every engagement with the attitude that you don't need that work so that you can protect all of the things that make your agency profitable. So I'm excited to dig into some of the details here on how we become a sales driven agency. So what are some of the keys? You mentioned them earlier, process, people, enablement. Um, let's dig into each of those and talk about why this sequencing is important because I think we've both seen a lot of examples of A, an agency that thinks that a new CRM is going to solve other problems or B, hiring some senior VP of sales from a global agency is going to solve all their problems and they're going to be able to do everything yep. from outreach to closing the deal to you know account management and they end up uh, feeling like reinforcing this belief that I'm the only person who can sell in this agency because I hired this really expensive person who was supposed to be good and they messed it up, not realizing that, well, they actually didn't set That's anybody right. up, including themselves for success. So let's dig in. Man, crushed it. Yeah, that's my <laughs> pitch right there. Um, no, I mean, it, it, you're, you hit it spot on. I think the biggest thing, and that's kind of the part of the sustainability part too. Let's just say hypothetically, you go out and spend a shit ton of money on someone um, who is really, really, really good, right? They've been around for a long time. They do things and you set them up for success zero and they came in and still crushed it. Sustainability, my, my rule of sustainability is never becoming dependent on any one thing in your business. Well, that, that's, that falls in that category. What happens when that extremely successful salesperson like I did seven, six years ago, right? Left you, leaves your agency and leaves you high and dry because they want to go start their own thing or go to somewhere where they're going to make more money or whatever. 
you know, that's the sustainability. So I just want to make that side point. But back to your point, yes, the three the three main things we talk about: process, people, and enablement. So process, very simple, right? It is a a a, a framework, it, it, or is it a an ecosystem of frameworks and systems of how we do things to get outcomes, right? What are the ways in which we do things and in the order in which we do things to get a specific type of outcome? Even if that outcome is subpar, we did it a certain way to get that outcome. And the reason we do it a certain way over and over and over again, repeatedly, is because that produces data. Data tells a story. That story tells us what to do, right? And even if that's what I said, do it repeatedly and it it creates a poor outcome, well, at least you now know how to iterate, right? Whereas if, if you're just trying anything and everything and nothing's working, you can't really point to any one thing. Or even if something does work, you might be able to point to a tactic, but even the know-how. So process is everything from how do you handle, how do you build your lists? How do you do outbound sales? How do you handle inbound leads differently than outbound? How do you do effective follow-up? How do we close? How do we do contracts and proposals? How do we do CRM cleanup and all those fun things, right? That's process. The most important thing. I always say I'd rather have process than a rock star salesperson. Amen. Now, related to that, if you could boil down like the top couple of things that need to be true about a process for it to be effective, what would those things be? Um, repeatable. Easy. Right. That's simple. Obvious. Um, so very repeatable. Um, simple. Don't overcomplicate process because if, an over, if a very complex process breaks, it is a very complex solution typically. And so I like to keep things as simple as possible, use as minimal tools as possible. Um, I wouldn't say those are rules, but those are principles to at least be guided by. Um, and they need to be transferable, right? Like it, it needs to be something that it is, I'm a big fan of do, document, delegate, right? It needs to be something that we have done and proven or at least done and tried to prove um, so much so that now we can document it and after we have documented it, now we have the, the, the process or the, the documentation to then delegate to someone effectively, and that is transferable. The last part that we didn't really get to was uh, predictability, sustainability, scalability. It is very difficult to scale if you can't transfer knowledge, wisdom, and insight into the next person you bring in. And as you grow and scale, you need to bring people in, and you need to transfer and get the same outcomes. So I'd say that's some of the main principles I look for in process. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. So lowest hanging fruit around this, probably just recording what you do, recording calls, recording you clean up your pipeline just as a, as yep. a baseline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So we, we have a really um, solid process internally for how we build process, get process for process. Um, I like it. (laughs) Big fan of, right. Throw the record button on talk out loud as you do something and send it to a technical writer, right? Go find it, go on Upwork, go find a technical writer. Technical writers are used to writing manuals for like 
widgets and how to use this tool and that tool, right? You send them the video, they're gonna make this incredibly detailed process that's documented words, screenshots, arrows, all these things based off of your video if they're a good technical writer, right? Like that's where I would start. It's very cheap, go pay someone 20 bucks an hour, um, throw on Loom or, or Zoom or anything and just record your screen as you're doing stuff. Um, that's an easy way. Record your sales calls, record your your, your leadership meeting, record your, um, you know, how you assemble campaigns, like all those things, send it to a technical writer, let them do the hard work for you. That's That's where I would start if I was someone. Awesome. So on process, make sure that you document what it is that you do so that you can understand what is the process by which we get these outcomes, get these sales, make sure it's easy, repeatable and transferable. And you could start easily with recording Loom videos, sending those to a VA or technical writer to turn into an SOP. Once we have process, then we start looking at people. I think there's just, there's an element of just the sequencing there that makes a lot of sense. I see way too many people try to hire salespeople without giving them any kind of system that is going to get them to results. So just, I'm just going to note that. But let's assume that everyone understands that they've got process. Now they need to find people. What are the keys to making sure that you can do that successfully? Yeah, three elements of hiring salespeople or of, of building a sales team of salespeople that sell other than you is hiring, training, and managing. Those are three components of people, right? So um, how do we hire, right? So that, what are the mechanisms of hiring? Where are they at? Or one, who are we looking for? Where are they at? How do we get in front of them? It's no different than sales, right? Like our, it, it's a prospect. It just the prospect happens to be a candidate that we want to hire for our company, right? So who are they at or who are they? Where are they at? Those types of things. Um, having a, a process for hiring those people, right? So what is the, the quote unquote hiring funnel that we build that vets candidates um, in such a way that, that determines their attitude, determines their aptitude, determines their personality, um, their cultural fit, all those things. Can I see them in front of my ideal customers? So that's, that's hiring training. Great. You've done the easy part, which is still hard, but you've done the easy part of paying someone enough money to, for them to say yes to come work at your company. You provide enough bean bags and kegs and whatever your, your benefits are to your, your agency. And they said, yes, great. Most people look at hiring a salesperson as I pay you money, you bring me back deals, period. That's how we look at it. It's very like input output. Here's a salary, bring me back deals. Unfortunately, even some of the best salespeople don't know how to come into the agency space. Even agency salespeople who are already here don't know how to sell agency services super effectively. Don't know how to use the tools. Don't know how to you know, get in front of the right people. Don't know how to work follow-up. Don't know how to do closing. Like all those things. Don't know how to conduct a first-time appointment or assemble a proposal that's compelling. All those things. So what is the training that you have built for them? Do you have a knowledge base, which is something that we build, right? What, do you have a knowledge base of information and content and all these things that can actually help um, guide a salesperson? And, and ideally, your knowledge base is something you're always adding to and optimizing, but it should be a searchable database that if they have a question, they go there first and they ask the question, see if the knowledge base has information. If it doesn't, then it goes. they go to the sales leader or the owner. Uh, so that's training and then managing. This is probably one of the more difficult ones for agency owners because we're usually all terrible managers. But managing is how is it that we um, lead, manage, and coach our salespeople, right? Very distinct three categories there. As you can tell, everything I think about is like threes. Um, but leadership management and coaching are what make for a good sales leader. Even if that's you, the agency owner, who's the sales leader for a season, right? And so you need to be able to lead your salespeople in terms of point them in a direction, get them excited about the destination. 
You need to be able to manage them, aka if you're on a boat and you're the captain, that's the leader, but the person down on the deck, you know, checking out how you're rowing, right? Are you being accountable to the mission and the goal and the destination? And then coaching is I'm going to sit next to you who's rowing and I'm going to show you better technique and I'm going to see where you can improve your technique to become a better rower, right? That is the the management portion of a sales operation. And I think that is one that is probably the most challenging for agency owners out of all of that. All that's hard. People is the hardest one by far. Awesome. So lastly, the last thing, again, sequencing important here, enablement. Now that we've figured out the right process, now that we've got the right people, how do we leverage technology to bring all this together, make it smooth, make it better? Yeah. Yep. So the enablement side of this, the, the process people and enablement side, again, it is uh, the least important. So sequencing does matter, like you mentioned, yet still important. So that's why it's part of the three. But enablement is uh, the tech stack you use, um, and, and and essentially think of it. I mentioned knowledge base earlier. Knowledge base is the training, but where it is that you house the training, how you structure the framework of your training, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's part of assets. And then like there's or enablement, um, and there's things like collateral and things like. I'm not a huge collateral guy, um, to be honest. I think salespeople can persuade without having a bunch of slides and shit. Um, but I, I think that at the end of the day, having those things, that's part of it. What is it that enables a sales person to do their job very well and run the processes, right? So enablement helps salespeople run the processes. Um, and then another one that I don't talk about often, but is becoming more and more of a massive driver for a lot of, when I talk about the last part, scalability, because agencies don't know how to scale and grow, right? Typically, as they grow, their profit margins actually go down, which is not the definition of scale, right? The definition of scale is we keep our inputs the same or drop them, but our outputs are greater and they get increasingly better, right? So how do we do that? One of the other ones is um, creating super salespeople or super employees. Um, Mentor of mine actually kind of coined this term super employee and I stole it. But um, it's essentially giving your all-star salespeople as an incentive at the, as they hit a certain level, giving them all assistance, right? To take the non-revenue generating activities off of their plate. And you can create some incredible, incredible results by taking the non-revenue generating activities off their plate. A lot of people are like, hey, if they double their time spending revenue generating, they think that they're just going to double their output. It's usually like a triple or quadruple X return or a growth on that. So, um, I've rambled on this particular category, but it's also the most like random. There's a bunch of little components of enablement, but a lot of people think about tech stacks. So having a very simple yet defined and well-oiled tech stack. So what's your CRM? What's your sales engagement tool? What's your proposal software? What's your invoicing software? What is your dashboard and reporting software? Typically it's inside your CRM. Um, And having that all well-oiled, integrated, customized to work really well with your people and your processes. Mm. And so important, I think, that we talk about this last because, again, we see all the time agencies are like, oh, well, if I just install this CRM, all my sales problems will yeah. go away. And then if I just get Salesforce or if I just get HubSpot or whatever, it's, they think it's the, it's the shiny object thing. Right. And then what you end up doing is you end up building your sales process in the onboarding process with HubSpot or with Salesforce with your account manager. And now you're just developing a sales process that benefits HubSpot or Salesforce because you're not going to turn off their <laughs> platform because it's too painful as opposed to... 
right. molding the tool to work for the process that actually works well for your agency. So that should totally come last. Um, I think there's some other interesting stuff in here. Like I come from the SaaS world. And if you look at every high functioning SaaS sales team structure, every AE or account executive, they've got a team of SDRs, BDRs, assistants, so that they spend most of their time closing deals, talking to customers, like doing the yes. highest leverage thing that they do. So yeah, think like I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make is they'll take a really skilled account executive and they'll burn them out on doing outreach and, you know, SDR, BDR stuff too much. Um, and when they have the opportunity to create that leverage, instead of doing it, they hire another AE to do the same shit. When the reality is if you can start to get them somebody that fills their calendar and just have them focus on that closing part, there's so much leverage in that. And it's, it is huge. You're absolutely oh, right. And that's a good point that you're making is, is as you grow and scale, look to enable your sales team or yourself, if that's what you want to do, if you want to sell, which most agency owners aren't salespeople. I am. And so I think as you decide how you want to grow your company, don't always think that I need to just go hire the next salesperson to grow my company. Think about how can I make my current salespeople even better and maybe even scale them as humans into being these more like super salespeople. A golden nugget right at the end, right under the buzzer. So to recap today's episode, how do you become a sales-driven agency? Why would you want to become a sales-driven agency? Well, I've talked about this a million times in the show. You need more pipeline than you can handle so you can sell the way that you should sell, which is with the perspective of not needing the work so that you can do all the things on the back end to be profitable. The way we get there is through great process, hiring great people, and then empowering them with amazing enablement. So with all of that, Joey, I'm sure there's lots of people who want to dig deeper into your amazing content. Where they, where can they find you and the stuff that you're talking about on the internet? Honestly, right now, my where I'm giving away the most value is on my podcast. So best damn agency podcast. Sorry for all the other agency podcasts out there like yours. <laughs> um, but best damn agency podcast is honestly where every Wednesday I have an interview with a pretty badass seven or eight figure agency owner. Every Friday, um, my mastermind director interviews me and we just, it's called sales on the rocks uh, on Fridays. And we just dive deep into this, these types of questions every single Friday. And he comes, he peppers me with random questions that I don't even know them ahead of time, just cause I want to be on the spot and I want to keep sharpening my ax. Um, and I think it also helps when people realize, oh, this shit just comes out of his mouth because he just knows his stuff and it makes me sound smarter than I probably am. <laughs> All right. So we'll, but best damn agency. We'll leave links to the best damn agency podcast in the show notes. You might see me on there soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That's Make right. sure you subscribe so you find out. Um, and we'll leave links to the sales driven agency website so you can check out more about what Joey and his team do. So with that, Joey, really appreciate you making some time for us on the show today. I'm sure everybody got lots of value. And, uh, with that, if you're listening to the show, let us know where you're listening to this, what you got from it. If you have questions and you have feedback, we'd love to hear from you, Joey. Thanks again, man. Thanks brother. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode.
Thanks for having me on.